Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there and welcome aboard. Mike Kapler here. I'm Mike along with Joel Brzezinski. That's Joel right over there. And we're glad you've joined us for another weekly edition of Growing in Grace. If you've got less than 15 minutes to be encouraged with the good news of Jesus Christ, you've come to the right place. And we hope that you'll share it with a friend, too, where they can access our programs at growingingrace.org. And Joel is here to tell us about some other ways to access the program. Oh, if I have to. (laughs) Yeah, I command you. (laughs) Well, then, if it's a commandment by nature, I'm going to not do what you tell me to do. So don't go to graceroots.org. Don't go to facebook.com slash graceroots. Don't go to at graceroots on Twitter. And don't go to youtube.com slash graceroots because you won't find us there. There, how's that? Uh, I suspect we've got record numbers of people going there right now <laughs> right listening on. to the podcast. Right on. All right. The scheme's going to work. I know it is. Yes. I know you just got healed, but don't tell anybody, as Jesus would say. (laughs) Yes. What would Jesus say? Yes. That's really what it's all about. (laughs) Well, hey, we've been talking about God's lore, as they say in Australia, the lore of God. (laughs) And in England, they might say that too in some places. Go back and listen. You know, the last two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks, who knows how long it's been. We've been talking about, I think, some really important stuff. This idea that as Christians, we've been saved, and so now, you know, God has his law, and in many people's minds, it's the Ten Commandments, although they will also grab some of the other ones, but then they'll pick and choose which ones they think that we're supposed to keep. And so they'll kind of grab this mixture of some of the commandments, nine of the Ten Commandments, because most people don't keep the Sabbath, and then some of the other ones in Leviticus, but a lot of those ones in Leviticus are not for us. Uh, But the, the point that we've been talking about is that the entire law, 613 commandments, that was the law, can't break it up, you're either going to have to follow it all, or you fall short of it all. So you either follow it all as a as a package, or you don't. And the, the, the point we've been making is that in Christ, we've got something so much better. The law was nailed to the cross. And in Christ, we have the life of Christ in us. He now is our perfection. He is our life. Paul said that he worked hard. He labored more abundantly than the other apostles. But What was he talking about? Was he saying, I followed the law better than them by God's grace? No, he just says that the work that God had had for him to do, he did all that work, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. The grace of God is all that we need. God is at work in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure. And Paul told the Israelites they needed to be dead to the law in order to bear fruit to God. So let's get that notion out of our heads that as believers we're to follow the law. And instead, we can wake up every day, say the grace of God is with me, and and off we go. Cap, I hear you typing away in the background there. (laughs) Can you hear that? Looking for something. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying to be quiet. It's my headphones. I could just hear real well. Oh, okay. Well, now you got people turning up their volume. That's good. Rewind. Go listen to Cap typing in the background. <laughs> Let your coworkers hear it now. <laughs> get back to work. I know you're trying to get some grace here, but you, you should probably be working if they're paying you. Yeah, um, really. Okay. So you've got people out there, and we've heard this over the years. Many people would say, you know, you guys, as you said, Joel, we, we've been talking about this for, for a number of weeks now. So if, if you go back somewhere between five and eight weeks, I would imagine uh, you'd be hearing us laying a foundation that got us to this point. But the thing that we hear a lot from people is that you guys are confusing justification with sanctification. So they'll admit and agree that we are saved by grace through faith, that it's not of ourselves, that it's a gift from God, that it's instantaneous, that it happens quickly like a, like a birth. And uh, well, I can hear some of the women out there. <laughs> My, when I gave birth, it didn't happen very quick. Um, but it, I hear you. We're going back to works and labor again, right? Um, <laughs> labor. <laughs> and so they'll, they'll say these things like, you know, sanctification is a separate issue than justification. So, yes, we're saved as a gift. We're justified. We're forgiven, at least up to a point. They'll say that we're forgiven. And then um, they will say that sanctification, being set apart, is a process that takes place over the course of our lifetime. And we participate in that with the help of the Holy Spirit. And it's based upon our behavior and a better or improved level of morality, keeping the commandments that came through the Mosaic Law and some of the things that Jesus said. And so they, they start spilling this stuff out, and they can hopscotch around the scriptures a little bit and pull out a verse. You heard me, a verse, and communicate that to people. And then by diggity dogs, they pull out another verse and talk about these things the way that I've just been talking about them. And then it just all kind of begins to make sense, at least to the carnal mind, that, uh, yeah, okay, we're saved by grace through faith, but now I have to work on this sanctification thing. And and so we want to try and clear up some confusion about some of that. Yeah, it's understandable. We, you know, Paul did write a whole lot about justification. He made a really big point in Romans. Uh, you'll find it in, in various of his epistles that we're justified, we're made righteous by grace through faith, apart from works. And so that is something that they'll highlight. And like you said, they'll admit, yes, that's true. We're justified through nothing that we do. But like you say, now we got to get to work. We got to tie up our bootstraps and press onward and, and ahead and, and do all of these things, follow the commandments and follow these, uh, not only the Old Testament ones, but now these 1,050 New Covenant ones, like we were talking about a week or two ago, or however many, because many people will make up, based on this scripture or that scripture, you know, this verse, like you're saying, or that verse, there's all of these different things that we need to do as believers. And for every denomination, for every church, for every individual, this list of what it means to sanctify ourselves by what we do. The list is going to be different for everybody. But the point, of course, that we would like to make is that sanctification is something that also 
uh, was something not done through our own, let's go back to that word, labor, <laughs> but through the labor of Jesus Christ, because the Bible says that by that will, the will of God, which was in Hebrews 10, it talks about God having prepared a body. Jesus himself performed the labor, this one-time sacrifice for sins. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The word sanctified means set apart. And so God himself has set us apart through nothing that we've done. And so these people who talk about, well, we need to work on our own sanctification, I think they're missing the point of what Christ has done on our behalf. Yes, and we mentioned that last week. He did it on our behalf. That's the whole point. Now, sure, do we improve our behavior? Uh, hopefully, that's always a good thing, right? Of course it is. But don't confuse, and, and that's a progressive thing, surely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But don't confuse that with what God has done through Christ in us. Uh, or in us through Christ, however you want to look at that. Don't confuse our behavior, our actions, our works with our identity in him that came through birth. There's work and there's birth. And we've been, well, let me, let me just, Paul put it this way. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse 11, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. So you see, if there are people who try and separate the law that came through Moses and apply it where they think it's applicable, where they think it fits, and they do so in, in an erroneous way when they go that route. And then there are those who would say, well, you guys, you know, justification is one thing, sanctification is another. But right here, among other places that we can find in the scripture, you were washed See, this is something that has already occurred for us who are in Christ. You were sanctified. You were justified. And who did this? God did it. There is no boasting for us here in this new covenant. We've just got to come to grips with that. I know we want to be a part of the equation. I know we want to be part of the process. And you, you can probably come up with some ways that we are a part of, uh, of, the, of the big picture. But it wasn't based on anything we've done. We're a part of it because of what God has done. God made a deal with himself in this new covenant because he could swear by no one greater than himself. So uh, this is where we're at, though. We're, we're not only washed. We are sanctified. We are justified. I know people try to tie in behavior and moral improvements with, with sanctification, but they're, they're not the same thing. And, and so we just want you to know that in spite of some of the things that people will piece together out there, um, with different Bible verses, and, and some of it's just going to make sense. It's, it's going to make sense because, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm saved. That happened quick. But now it's up to me to move further on and, and be further set apart, be further made holy, more acceptable, you know, and all of that through this sanctification thing. Um, it's, just, it's just another line in the religious business to try to get you off of the and, and there's some well-meaning people out there communicating this stuff i realize that they, they mean well but they just haven't really understood the gospel when it comes to the the context of the entire scripture if you're going to get zoned in on a verse or two um the, the the bummer with that is it's like looking at a picture you get in too close and all you're looking at is the pixels we need to back up to see the bigger picture of what God accomplished for us through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, yeah, and, and that's exactly it, what God accomplished for us through Jesus Christ. Because Paul said, 
uh, if 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 I'm gonna boast in anything, you know, he said that for us there's there's no boasting. But if we're gonna boast in anything, let it be in the cross of Jesus Christ, not in what I can do, but in what He did. And in uh, you were reading in First Corinthians six, and in a few chapters earlier in First Corinthians one. Uh, there's a lot to read here, but if I could just zone in on this part, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That's really what it's all about. Now, like you were saying, behavior change is great. Work is all right. You know, like I was saying, Paul said he labored abundantly, but yet not I, but the grace of God, which is with me. Well, coming up next week, grace to some people seems really, really dangerous. I mean, as people who preach grace, we often get accused of giving people a license to sin. They think that teaching grace causes sin to increase. They think it's a a dangerous doctrine. So we will talk about that next week. We'll try to bring some clarity on what we're saying as well as what we're not saying when we preach grace. Next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.